The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. All these homilies are the same in content as those preached. They have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us, then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. They handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. I really love this gospel. I really just enjoy the godly wisdom of Jesus' answer. But as brilliant as his answer was, it can only be fully appreciated with a bit of background on the question and who was asking it. The Pharisees were very much in favor of an independent Jewish state and very opposed to the Roman occupation and the Roman taxes that came with it. On the other side are the Herodians, They were a political group that supported the Roman-appointed king, Herod, and the Roman government for purposes of political expediency, sort of a go-along-to-get-along perspective. The Herodians' views differed from those of the Pharisees in many ways, but they agreed on one thing, that Jesus was a problem, and they were willing to put their differences aside and work together to get rid of him. Since the Pharisees opposed taxes and the Herodians supported taxes, sending them together to Jesus with a tax question was designed to put him in a classic no-win situation. No matter what Jesus answered, it was going to be the wrong answer for one group or the other. If he said paying taxes was okay, then the Pharisees would discredit him with the traditional Jews who rejected Roman rule. And if he said taxes were wrong, then the Herodians would report him to the Romans for fostering tax revolt. And their preliminary comment that, we know you are a truthful man, and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status, is not a sincere indication of respect for Jesus, but simply a line of flattery they are offering in hopes of priming him to respond with some ego and pride showing that he is not in fact intimidated by the Romans or anyone else. They are right about one thing. Jesus doesn't care about the Romans or the Jews as political entities. What he cares about is each individual's salvation, their relationship with God, not their tax money or their possessions, but their souls.
And of course, as we see, Jesus will have none of it, giving an answer they never considered in a way that not only avoided any controversy, but also contained a teaching moment. Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The repay to God what belongs to God portion of his response is also a teaching opportunity for us. But how do we interpret that instruction? Are we simply to look at all we have in terms of goods, wealth, family, etc., and see them all as gifts from God and thereby something we should give back to God? Or is this about more than possessions? Are we made in the image of our house, our school, our job, or our money? What if what we are being called to give back, to repay to God, is more than just a portion of our wealth and possessions? What if rather than giving back the coin, we are the coin? We are, after all, created in the image of God. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And do we not bear God's inscription? In Jeremiah chapter 31, it says, But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Jesus points out that because Caesar's image and inscription are on the coin, it was created for the purpose of serving the interests of Rome. Therefore, giving it back to Rome in the form of taxes is appropriate to the purpose for which it was created. Likewise, we were created in God's image for service to God, in and for God. Not to simply give back money to God, but to give ourselves, our total being, heart, mind, soul, and strength. However, sometimes we may find that we give ourselves to God the way we pay our taxes, grudgingly, sparingly, look, looking for every deduction, every way we can minimize how much we give. There's a story that the Internal Revenue Service once received a letter from a taxpayer bothered by his conscience. It said, Dear Sir, my conscience bothered me. Here is $175, which I owe in back taxes. And at the bottom of the letter, there was a P.S. which read, If my conscience still bothers me, I will send in the rest of what I owe. This is not the kind of giving back to God we were created for. This is a dysfunctional response to the relationship God is calling us to. God wants us to give ourselves to Him like we hit the buffet line on a cruise ship, with enthusiasm, with purpose, with energy and joy. In Texas Hold'em Poker, if you have a great hand, you keep it to yourself. You go all in and you wait to see if you get called. Our relationship with God is just the opposite. He has a great hand. He shares it with us. And then he calls us to go all in and hold nothing back. And just as a coin is designed and minted for a purpose, so too we were created in God's image for a purpose, 
to know, love, and serve God. But sometimes, surrounded by the worries and cares of the world, and enabled by our free will, we can lose sight of the purpose for which we were created, and replace it with the purpose of seeking material wealth in pursuit of pleasure and comfort, only to find that the pleasure is short-lived and the comforts aren't always comfortable. Giving ourselves to God allows us to return to our true created purpose and diminishes the significance of accumulating material goods as we come to see our possessions not only as a means of providing for ourselves, but also as a means to help meet the needs of others. If we do not give ourselves to God, just like a coin dropped on the street that rolls into the storm drain never to be recovered, our true value will never be realized. But unlike taxes owed to Rome, God gives us the freedom to choose to repay or not. As part of our design, we were created to be in relationship with God and given free will so that our choice to enter into that relationship has meaning. If God had wanted to, he could have created a group of automatons that blindly do what they are programmed to do. But how would the actions of such a group have meaning and value? God chose to create beings in his image and likeness and equip us with the ability to accept or reject his invitation. He then sacrificed his son and sent his spirit to inscribe his law of love upon our hearts. He continues to reach out in word and sacrament to surround us with assurances of his love and mercy. But the one thing he will not do is devalue the relationship he calls us to by removing our freedom to choose whether we will enter into it or not. Created in his image, inscribed with his law and surrounded by his love, it is in this freedom that Jesus calls to us today, repay to God what belongs to God. Send questions or comments regarding this podcast to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.